Welcome back, everybody. To hopefully not the end of the world. I mean, the day this episode <laughs> comes out, it is election day. So hopefully, yeah. by the time you hear this, you've gone out to vote, or you're in the process of going out and vote. Those lines maybe, could maybe be you've long. already done it. Maybe you've already done it. Those lines could be long. So why not listen to a podcast on Dragon Ball while you wait in those super long lines to get your voice heard? With that said, I, you know, we're introducing this podcast. This is a lookout episode seventy four. I am Meals. I am here with the Platinum Chanel boy himself, Jeff. Yes, sir. I am here. And we have a special guest, someone who on the Twitter timelines, I've talked <clears throat> quite a bit of Dragon Ball with. I think we've gone back and forth quite many times. I wouldn't say like 10% of our conversation is what timeline, how many timelines actually exist in the Trunks and Cell Saga. <laughs> <laughs> Not fully sure. Um, however someone who supported us someone who i just feel like generally if we're doing this season if we're doing this if this is our like last dragon ball z kind of like thing yeah we gotta get we him. need to have him on yeah he's, he's just a wealth of knowledge on all things dragon ball i want to introduce you can follow him on twitter at dion brando but he is jay welcome to the show my friend thanks for having me you guys yeah i mean last time i counted there's nine timelines i could be wrong but yeah man like it's been so great interacting so with y'all for as long as i have been like it's just like oh yo some other brothers that get it this is great let's right, rap right. <laughs> listen are you using that new mic because you sound crisp my friend yeah, yes sir yeah, i absolutely right am the elgato wave three yeah. It sounded like Dr. Okay. Dre underneath okay. that right there. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be funny. Uh, it's When I hit you up to do the episode, you're like, oh, shit, I just got my mic. And I was like, holy stuff. I was like, wait, are you preparing to do something? Are you pre are you planning things? Yes, I've got a few things uh, that I'm lining up to do myself. Um, this is not okay. my first rodeo in the podcasting room. I would like to okay. get back in, you know, after a while. But I plan on doing some streaming. Um, just some content creation as a whole. Uh, my, I need to wet my palate, you know what I mean, and, and yeah, get right so. back into it. So I'm really excited that this is my first foray back into that hey. realm of content creation. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. We're happy for you. We're happy. I mean, this will definitely get the juices flowing. I think it'll get it real, you know, we'll get real excited moving on from here. But I kind of want to know, since you were just like a wealth of DBZ knowledge to me, what is your introduction to Dragon Ball? When was it? Were you always just a super fan of it like the rest of us like talk about it talk about like your early days of dragon ball and like your earliest yeah. memories with it absolutely i have to say it had to have been around 96 97 um i'm, I'm originally from san antonio texas uh, i stay in the atlanta area now but um one big thing was that on telemundo they were showing those episodes every saturday morning and i would flip through and one day i just caught it and i was like whoa they fighting on a whole different level because my first introduction to anime as a whole was my uncle showing me Fist of the North Star as a kid. So I was glued to anime as a whole from that point. But once I started watching Dragon Ball Z, I was like, no, this is my shit. Right, right. Uh, so, it, you know, I, I would watch, even though I didn't understand what they were talking about. I just loved that. I, I got that sense of like, this is the sci-fi battle series. These cats are fighting at crazy amounts of strength and power, and they're just throwing bows as much as they can. So, you know, that got to me as like an eight-year-old boy. And, man, here we are 22 years later. I'm sorry, 24 years later, and I love it probably more than I did at the age of eight, man. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's been a real. wild journey. Yo, that's amazing. First of all, I'm glad we all have a similar story. I mean, maybe Isn't it crazy? it's just like, America. You grew up thing. in the 90s. That's kind of yep. like everybody's yeah. like glue right there. All right. So were you like me where it's like you, you talk about Fist of the North Star. Did you also dabble into other animes when you were younger? Because if you were like me, it was not really. <laughs> but have you? And if so, like, what did you watch and what are your favorites, man? Yeah, man. So, you know, it's funny. There was shows that I watched that I just didn't understand that they were anime because my uncle, I have an uncle that's six years older than me. So he was into a lot of the stuff that like we would consider just like your regular run of the mill anime. But he had these tapes because he had friends that would go to Chinatown in Houston and come back with all these shows like Yu Yu Hakusho. I remember watching as a kid, but just like random episodes, Akira, uh, you know, just like really the stuff that's like not so niche to us now. But in the 90s, we never would have had any idea about. Right. 
Right. Um, right. So it was one of those things where once we started getting that on television here, I was like, oh, wait. Yo, that's that guy in the green jumpsuit. I gotta keep watching that. You know what I mean? So once I had that recognizability, then I was able to say, oh, I'm a super fan. But for a kid that grew up just loving Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles, you know, just that Mm -hmm. action genre as a whole, the moment I saw these things, I knew it was for me, whether I knew what was going on or not. Yeah, I think that's a that's similar amazing. thing with with Mills and I. We just clumped it all with cartoons, and mm-hmm. you know that was type of things. Like we didn't know where it was coming from necessarily. So, yeah, it, it's it is actually amazing. The stories are really similar to every guest we have on here when we ask them how they got into anime or yeah, you know, like if you're around our age, it's very similar. And it's just it's crazy that we were all in these different places, but still coming up the same. It's, it's yeah, perfect. it is beautiful, man. Even down to like the watching the Telemundo because I yeah. did because <laughs> so I crazy. couldn't get enough of Dragon Ball. Yeah, like even even the language I couldn't even understand it, and you know the voices were very much so much more high pitched. Like Spanish Goku is like the highest pitch of a voice I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but like yeah, but even just down to that, and just like okay, we couldn't get enough of it. Like it's on channel, it's on Telemundo. Fuck it, I got half an hour. I know how this episode goes. I know the dialogue to this point. I know everything. Let me just sit down and watch it. But speaking of watching Dragon Ball, I mean, before we get into kind of the events of this episode, we kind of have to talk about some big news that is coming our way, and it's yeah, uh, sure, right. Great news. It was. It was I'm announced concerned. late last week. It was announced that Sony is reportedly close to buying Crunchyroll for almost, almost $1 billion. billion dollars. Not quite one. Just short. One, one, almost. Yeah, just short of a billion. I feel Sony like. Sony was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, listen, we knew y- when y'all used to be like Kiss Anime. So you're not yeah, going to this yeah. little Billy. You know what I'm saying? Like, congrats on going legal. But uh, honestly, uh, especially for gathering anime in, in a large realm, I know me and Mills discuss a lot about not being able to get things mm-hmm. you know in the the amount of time that people in Japan get it or I just hope that we can progress and, and improve on getting things done released worldwide or whatever the yeah. case may be and I think putting a a big name like Sony behind it definitely helps um they also Crunchyroll in general has some like technical issues that I that I hope Sony will go ahead and address too like on their mm-hmm. actual app uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys already know what I'm talking about. Uh, so, you know, I mm-hmm. think I think their streaming can be much more clean. I, I think they can improve their like the library overall and just the way it's set up. So to me, this is this is just great news. Yeah, man. I, it's one of those things where just like you mentioned, once they get that Sony budget in, you would think that the server issues That's that hope. they have run into sometimes. I mean, you guys remember Dragon Ball Super episode 131, not oh, being man. able to watch yeah. it for hours. How can we, how can we forget? Man? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, it's, you know, we would hope that those types of issues would be fixed in time. Um, but Crunchyroll being where it is now has definitely changed the game. You know, the simulcast era that we're in now, I yeah. remember when we used mm-hmm. to have to wait a week. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So if it means that we're going to have now Sony owning Crunchyroll and Funimation, which who knows what that's going to look like once this is all finished, right? right? You have so much app on the PS5, man. It's going to be so sick. I can't wait how they set this shit up, man. I'm I'm really like, yeah, I just hope this really like takes us watching anime to a whole nother level. You know, maybe we can uh, we they can cut that Demon Slayer deal, Mills. We've been talking about. Man. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, hopefully, because it is legitimate torture to hear it breaking records every week. A new yeah. record that's broken in Japan, yeah. and it's like, all right, so y'all just didn't think of like a worldwide or anything. <laughs> yeah. Just you just wanted to build the 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 the. I haven't even seen a cam rip yet. I'm not gonna. Uh, as many people saw it, and I haven't seen a cam rip yet. Is wild to me, but that's because Japan, it is, man. Yeah, they're on it. It's, they're on it. Yeah. I haven't seen one either. I and mean, you know, I yeah. told you I would be looking. I, told I you mean, I remember when the the Broly movie came out. The only fan cam videos you could see were from like Europe. Like nobody yeah. in Japan had anything available. Wow, I watched That's one insane. with no subtitles. Yeah, I just watched it. You know, I I didn't even. I was like, man, I want to watch this so bad. Yeah, I mean, you get the thing about anime is like, despite like, I mean, yeah, they're a large part of dialogue. It kind of depends on the anime. I, I guess I'll like say this is more towards Dragon Ball Z because it's mm-hmm. kind of like more so of a linear kind of anime. There's not yeah. too much that'll like shock you or like things you can't decipher from just actions that they mm-hmm. do. It's not like, oh, we're, you know, I mean, this 
I would say this arc kind of gets a little deep, but they don't really go in that deep anyway. So, but there's stuff like that yeah, you can watch and be like, okay, I still get it. Like we can watch it in Spanish. I'm like, okay, we still get what's <laughs> yeah, going yeah, on. That's right. If I'm, yeah, if I'm trying to be introduced to the series, if I'm trying to be introduced to, like I say, Demon Slayer, I mean, yeah, even Demon Slayer, I might get. Well, I think probably like maybe like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I would probably say like, yeah, I probably need to understand what's going on yeah. or Attack on Titan or something along those lines. Yeah, Death Note, um, something like that. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, I mean, they're closing in, and so Billy, um, hopefully, brings it all together. Hopefully, the Funimation player is better. Hopefully, the Crunchyroll <laughs> player is better. I honestly, I think if you want to choose, and I'm legitimately just choosing like in terms of how it's delivered. I know they're going to have everything or a, a lot of stuff. Um, I just want, I think Netflix should be their model in terms of just like, it's just very easy to sit there and binge yeah. and it goes to the next one and yeah. it's smooth. Yeah. And it, and we it, need it, a straight it's kind hub. Of smooth on everything. An anime hub, like a, like a, just a mass. I mean, they should just categorize, they should put Funimation on this Crunchyroll thing and just make it shake. Like, you know, just make it work. Like, we, I don't need to be touching three four different apps to, to yeah. watch some of my favorite animes so yeah 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 it's true it should be something where like existing users no matter which one you have your login's gonna work for the, yes. like you know how they have, have verve right now right yeah, yeah where yeah. you have this hub of just all these different types of content it should work just like that yeah i, agree. I yeah. use my login i watch whichever ones i'm wanting to peep and boom but i, I think it's also we're also in this era and i think all streaming platforms are realizing how important and how strong the anime audience is and all of them want to capitalize on their like either original anime or yeah. be like exclusive rights to a certain anime <clears throat> and they understand i mean it's nice it's nice for once especially considering like if you grew up an anime fan you weren't necessarily like you had to work incredibly hard to find the stuff that you wanted to watch or yes. you felt like it was generally ostracized from kind of mainstream you know distributors or like any sort of media and and now it feels nice that people are catering to us it's like oh let me give you uh you know i'll give you the whole first season of demon slayer <laughs> you know initially like this right. or we'll give you my hero and it'll be available the next day and in english or something along those lines it feels nice to be wind and dine a little bit i'm sure. honest. yeah agree yeah it, and it, if I, this was to open up to not even just you know your modern anime getting those simulcasts but greater licenses that never touch the states like mm -hmm. there's so many shonen jump manga and anime that we never ever got like ninku zanki things like that it, if and right. i'm just spitballing like what it could look like this could be a whole new frontier for the anime Absolutely. distribution can't game wait. can't wait yeah yeah you're you're 100 right um but with all that said and all that is great stuff let's hit namek let's get man. to the episode yes let's yeah let's hit namek where the All sun right, always so shines. <laughs> Three suns never set Three at the suns. same time. <laughs> no, it's hot as I hell. Mean, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it is what it is. Um, let's see. Okay, so last time on the lookout, they arrived to Namek. They did all the cool stuff. I mean, Frieza killed some Namekians. He had a blast doing it. I think Vegeta also killed some Namekians. Um, Krillin and Gohan made a friend with a Namekian. And I would say that's kind of the gist of last episode. It was more so introducing the entire Namek arc to this. Deborah was still my JLP of last yeah. episode. <laughs> Doria, mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think... All right, so let me ask you guys this. Who do you think... And we're going through these series of episodes, and they are episodes 52 through 61. Who would you guys say is the MVP of these series of episodes? I mean, I kind of have an idea, but who oh, would yeah. you guys say is the MVP? Vegeta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily. I mean, yeah. yeah he shines so so well and um, yeah you could say this is the beginning of that like villain to anti-hero turn that he mm -hmm. makes right mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. he's clearly out for his own agenda but I mean, and we'll discuss it later but he has reasons why it's like listen y'all side has to go like just absolutely has to go and these other right. kids over here I'm not really rocking with them, but if it means that they are keeping y'all from winning, I'll link. fuck it. <laughs> listen, listen. I mean, the entire thing, I would say, all right, so I try to summarize, try to tell stories with these kind of episodes or like these kind of like strings and things yeah. that we go through. 
And I would summarize this entire thing as just wins and losses. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, all true. parties, all three teams, we separated into three tiers. We separated it into Team Vegeta, who's one man on its own. Frieza, who was he's got everything at this point. Um, he got all the resources that he could need. He's got scouters. He's got people to die for him. He's got people to fight for him. He's got a whole bunch of other things. We separated into three teams. Currently in the standings, Team Frieza is leading, I think, five I want to say five to one at this point, at the beginning of the episode. It's five to one to zero. Um, with Frieza yeah. having five Dragon Balls, Vegeta having one Dragon Ball, and you know, Team Z Warriors still trying to figure out, like, damn, what do these things even look like? Um, why did we come here? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> why did we come here? But it's Where's going Goku? to be it is legitimately turning into just a battle of survival moving forward. Um oh, yeah. but let's talk about Vegeta. Vegeta, Vegeta. we talked to him a little bit last episode. I think, do you guys think, okay, do you guys, would you consider this, would you consider this peak Vegeta? Or would you consider, like, maybe the things that he's grown on later on down the line as, like, peak Vegeta? Because I think this is, personally, I think this is probably him at his most effectiveness throughout maybe the entire series. Like, in terms of just, like, volume and, like, I'm trying to do something and I'm going to accomplish it. Yeah. Now I, we all go ahead. No, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's peak Vegeta, but I think he's getting to that point where we get to see how intelligent he really is because he's mm-hmm. had opportunities to switch up sides or, you know, act brand new or just, you know, pretend like, hey, I can just do this all on my own. But, you know, like Dion said, man, you at this point he's like, man, I'm I'm just gonna I'll just rock with these guys. I don't really rock with any of y'all. But you know, I can't rock with Frieza. Absolutely, I just cannot. I can't do it. Remember, he tried to act like he didn't care about the information that was given to him uh, from Dodoria, but you know, he did. He did, yes. and I and I think and I think that led to this decision even more. You know, like finding the the, the truth out about his planet. Um, so I think this was just him really getting into that anti-hero that role where like, oh man, this guy's actually not that much of a dick. He's really cool. Yeah. I kind of like this guy. I'm kind of rooting for this guy. Oh, he's hanging out with Gohan and Krillin a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for this. You're right, because the Saiyan Saga introduces him as a conniving piece of shit. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. He's, <laughs> hard he's hard to like. <laughs> he turns on Nappa at the drop of a dime. It's like, basically, how they introduce Frieza is how Vegeta was in the last arc. Right. He doesn't Ruthless. care if you're subservient to him or anything. Mm-hmm. He just has a goal and he wants to get it accomplished. At this point, we start fleshing out his character. And I, I, I've always referred to this part of the Namek arc as like the, the RPG part, right? Because it yeah. feels like right. the way an RPG progresses. Like, oh, I have to go do this task. Now I have to go and get these Dragon Balls. Now I have to go and, and make sure I'm powered up. You know, those types of things. And along that line, you see Vegeta form this role of just this like hey hang on wait I- i'm kind of watching how things play out and i'm gonna make my moves based on what you yeah. all do yeah and right. even in that he's not fully reactionary because in these episodes we see he makes some proactive actions that leads to frieza then having to shift his own way of doing mm-hmm. things that he'd already planned on on Namek. yeah 100 and i think just overall the section of it it's continuing. They're telling an overall story, and I think if it ended with Freezer arc, if it ended with the Freeze arc, if this entire story ended with the Freeze arc, you probably would have got a kind of a full. I won't say full circle because he would have ended up dead. I mean, I guess he lived at the end, but you kind of get a full kind of like circle, like this build. You know what I'm saying? I think each each body that's on his hands, each move that he makes, it's shown that he's a very smart and capable fighter. He's very cerebral in terms mm-hmm. of the things that he does. He's he's someone who thinks a lot before he actually does something. Like you said, not reactionary, not like Zarbon who completely like screws the pooch on everything here, but he's someone who thinks and it's the constant build from, you know, killing Kui to getting, you know, killing that village and getting that Dragon Ball. That's another one to you know, killing the Doria. And it's like this constant build and constant like feeding of this ego. And it's so, and, it, and he knows that every time he fights, he gets stronger. And he's like, yeah. man, this is the cheat code of all cheat codes. Like, this is like, this is practically unfair, like to the point, like, oh my God. And, and it's really drilled to the point of like, every time he fights, he gets stronger to even to the point where you look at it, it's like, this is kind of not fair. 
<laughs> like no one else has this kind of ability and you can kind of see why Frieza is in fear of the Saiyans, but no one really has this ability and it, it continues to swell and swell his ego. And he gets, I mean, in this series of episodes, he gets his first, like, okay, some, it's, it's like a swipe back at it in the battle with Zarbon. Right. Um, and 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 let's we can kind of move into the battle with Zarbon. He fights Zarbon initially, and he has the upper hand. And once again, his ego is on Teddy. Just killed Adoria. He's like, "Yo, I'm if I got to take out every person <laughs> one by so one, so be it. Yeah, so be it. Then so be it. And then Zarbon transforms, which will become a thing. It's, yes, it, 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 it's yeah. a great. Uh, I don't know if it's a great, you know, it's precursor. A weird thing. I get it. He's like, I'm beautiful, but. Let me show you my, you know what I'm saying? It, it might have been good if they saved it for Frieza, but you get at least like a, wow, okay, these guys are also hiding their strength. That's cool. Yeah, it's like the concept um, of these aliens. It's like, oh, okay, cool. So you guys can do something too, right? He, you know, he transforms and he looks like, when he transforms, I mean, he's this handsome guy. You talked about it, like Hardy Boy sleeves and all this other <laughs> yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Okay. Very handsome guy. And then he turns into this like ugly, he looks like, have you... I mean, we're all '90s kids. The 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 show Dinosaurs. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> he, but he, he does clearly looks like one of those. Like yeah. he could be sitting at the table, or like he's just a kid with a skateboard, or one of them. You know, and he 100% molly wops. He beats Vegeta's and, ass, dude. Like, like Vegeta the, during the fight was so funny to me because Vegeta's just like making all these noises. Like he he can't believe that this shit is happening to him right now. Like, and it's clear it. that he underestimated Zarbon, like yeah, from the start, right? He's like, "Oh, this pretty boy, I got him, whatever, right?" And then Zarbon's just like, "Oh, you know what? No one's ever lived to see this, and you won't either." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Drops his ass. Yeah, I mean, no one takes an ass kicking. <laughs> like, it, it's weird because it's definitely part of the argument of like why I think fans sympathize with him more than Goku in some instances, because Goku never goes through this type of thing, like where it's like definitive, like, okay, you got his ass kicked. Like Vegeta gets mopped, thrown into the ocean, left for dead, um, all this type of stuff. And it never really happens to Goku. So it's kind of like, you know, it's it's the argument that you got there, but yes, Vegeta takes this ass whooping. I love this entire kind of like part, and I and I say this, I'm I'm weaving it kind of like in this whole Vegeta perspective thing. But Zarbon goes back to the ship, and this is my, I mean, it's just one of my favorite parts because any exchange with Frieza, and <laughs> it's clear Frieza is the boss that everyone hates, not hates, but like fears. And you go there, it's like I beat up Vegeta, and he's like. So like you're not gonna like where is he? You don't know, yeah. Where's the dragon ball? (laughs) Where's the dragon ball? Like where's the dragon ball? And he's like, yo, I beat up Vegeta. Like, this is what you wanted, right? Like I kicked his ass, I made sure he's flown to ocean. Well, is he dead? I'm not sure if he's dead. Like, what do you mean by dead? Is like (laughs) essentially what Zarbon says. It's like, what do you mean by dead? If you mean like he's not moving, yeah, he's kind of dead, but it's not like you can't wish him back. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can't wish back someone who's already alive. Frieza looks at Zarbon and says, you dirty motherfucker. You? <laughs> Zarbon was like, Frieza, I dropped him in the water. I wasn't going to go down. And Frieza's like, oh, you didn't want to get wet, bro? <laughs> you didn't want to get wet and tell me if this guy was actually dead? He's like, look, and, that is a saying. Do you know what I do to them for fun? <laughs> yeah. Right. You know? Like, so you didn't get any information. You didn't get any information about the, the about the Dragon Ball. You didn't get any information from him about anything that he's learned. You just beat him up and left him there. And you're not even sure if he's dead. Frieza has and a you point, know, Saiyans know. only get strong. Frieza's back in his head is like, this motherfucker is just going to get stronger. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not stronger than me. But I know those, you know, I know those Saiyans. This is exactly what's going to happen. Um and and to, to go right back to how you, you know, pointed on how Frieza reacted, you know, one big takeaway is that in this part of Dragon Ball Z, Akira Toriyama is basically writing him as an evil real estate salesman. Like he's not really a dictator because he he based it on the housing crisis that came with the um, the economy bubble burst mm-hmm. of the late 80s of Japan. Right. So he's like, hey, who are the biggest scumbags? 
that I can base his character off of, a real estate salesman who's trying to sell houses to people that can't afford it. So Frieza being that scummy of just like, hey, listen, I don't care about all that extra. You beat him. Let's stick to business. What about the Dragon Ball? Right. You know, right. like it, it really drives home that like Frieza really he doesn't care about all that extra at all. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's not really fearful of anybody on the planet. It's more of just like it's like the principle, you know. Yeah. Of it. You know, he's just like, dude, like, you really gonna you're gonna come back here and give me this information with no type of real proof? So you can say whatever you want to say, but if this man shows up while I'm doing something, then I gotta kill you. Can I also say there's also another interaction during this entire interaction where and this is this is a freezer fighter. I looked it up. His name is called Orlin. He goes. Oh, he finds <laughs> yeah, this part so funny. He finds a village that Vegeta destroyed. He's like, yeah. damn, someone destroyed this village. This is crazy. And there's one Namekian. It was like, oh, let me crawl. To the, I saw him, you know, throw the Dragon Ball into the water. Let me crawl towards yeah. him. At least save this Dragon Ball. And Orlin comes down, and he probably thinks he's Frieza. This is probably like, yo, ruthlessness. This is what be, oh, you Namekian scum. Like, look at you. Look at you. Kills him. Then Orlin, poor Orlin, goes back to Frieza. Says, yo, I found the village that Vegeta killed. And he's like, oh, word? What's, what's going on there? Yeah, I had one Namekian there. And Bro, I killed him. Like... You dumbass. This is literally like the step between getting a promotion and getting fired. Yeah. And it's just like he absolutely just fucked his whole opportunity up. Oh, yeah. He thought he was going to get the promotion. He thought he, he was going to get, oh, yeah, killed another Mechian, you know, like Orland shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, it's like he forgot <laughs> that every interaction with Frieza is an interview. <laughs> right. Come on. Like, oh, my God. Like, and Frieza's already in a bad mood, and I feel like, I mean, I can just, I can relate, just walking in to, like, a boss being in a bad mood and just, like, also didn't get much more information on that, I actually don't know the answer. And Frieza just destroys him. He's like, yo, Zarbon, that could be you. Go find Vegeta. And, you know, Zarbon has to fly however many, I don't even know. The geography of Namek is just one yeah, giant We're not word. really so unclear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much diameter it is. I don't know how far. I've only known they only really kind of tell you it takes them five hours to get to Guru's place, which we'll get to. But, like, we don't know much outside of that, but he flies however long it takes to Vegeta, plucks him out of whatever, the ground or something, throws him in the healing tank, which Again, this is the distinction between like someone who thinks things through and someone who doesn't think things through. Because Zarbon putting Vegeta in a healing tank, you're essentially healing someone who you know is their enemy, but yet you haven't like retained them. It is the worst idea ever. This legitimately changes the tides because of Zarbon's lack of thinking through this entire thing. And maybe... Maybe Frieza's thinking like, yo, maybe I should have got fucking Quaid on this or something along those lines. Honestly, um, something kind of stood out to me about that. In, in, in what I thought when I was watching the episode is that this man has been working for Frieza for so long that he sees anyone as subordinate to Frieza as just Frieza soldier number 89 or whatever, right? Yeah. So he, yeah. he likely looks at Vegeta that same way. Like, listen, man, I get it. You acted out. But at the end of the day, you still work for us. So right. I'm going to do what I have to do by throwing one of our guys in the healing chamber. But he didn't mm. realize, like, okay, yeah, he fought me and he lost. He That's going to put him in check. No. Okay. All right, Zarbon. <laughs> it might even make him more irritable. Just yeah, for the it, fact will, that, it definitely will. Like, oh, my God, he spared my life and he healed me. Who the fuck does this guy think he is? But nonetheless, Vegeta pops out. Maybe a later Vegeta would have thought this way. Maybe, like super prideful, super sane Vegeta would have thought this way. I don't think he's necessarily, he's prideful, but not to the point where I think he gets to at a later down the line once yes. he like, achieves super sane. But he's like, there's a semblance of pride, but it's not really fully like driving him. He's really kind of just drive driven on like power and lust because he's, you know, Frieza. Um, so he's back to full health. And it's one of the best parts. Poor Apul. Apul is like, yo, Vegeta. <laughs> uh, can't wait till what Frieza does to you. And then Vegeta's eyes open. And it's incredible that the, the healing tank glows. He bursts out, kills Apul. Shout out to Apul. 
Um, <laughs> I feel like he's in a, is he in a game or something? He's in Budokai like, Tenkaichi. Yeah, yeah, he is. There you go. I used to Shut love up. beating people with a pool and Pui. Or Kui, yeah. sorry. That, that would that would push them to the next level. Yeah, <laughs> lose friends real quick like that. Oh my god. With that said, um we get Vegeta's probably most cunning moment of the entire series. Of the entire of the entire series. Let's say the entire series. I I would like to th- think the entire series. I don't know if there's anything sort of disputing that. I don't think he gets more tactical legitimately until like I don't know if he's more tactical. Than yeah, this. I don't think so either. And, and and I'm literally sitting here thinking through the arcs. Like he's he doesn't get this like, cunning, right? Yeah. Where he's like, oh wait, I got a plan. I'm gonna I'm gonna dupe him here, dupe him here, and then boom, I'm gone. Right. He destroys part of the ship where the healing tank is to draw them near this room, and then he, of course, flies out and escapes. Um Zarbon's looking around in there, like, where is he? And Frieza's like, where's my tr-? I can't do his voice. <laughs> I would that's love a, that's to a be able one, to do that's a, that's a tough I would one. love to be able to do that voice, but I just can't. Like, where's my Dragon Balls? First of all, the animation is terrible, but it's I it's, it's something <laughs> that I just look past anyway because of how great this scene is. But yeah. it'll always kind of be remembered as like that weird, like ill-proportioned Vegeta, weird eyes, Frieza. All they do it every now stuff. and then. You know how I yeah. go. It's Dragon Ball yeah. suit. Yeah, they yeah. use the B-team animation team. <laughs> God, it's easy to tell. Yeah, people like um, off days, you know? People made it off days. Yeah, 100%. Um, he flies out. He's like, you better find them. So you get... And Vegeta sneaks back into the ship, looks, finds Frieza's room, five Dragon Balls there right in front of him. Blast the window, throws them out. Well, first, before he throws them out, he shoots a blast down the hallway to further just throw them off. He's like, they're going to find me eventually. I got a, another distraction. Here I am. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God. Like, there's fire coming out now. And like, Zarbon shit in his pants. Frieza shit in his pants. Rap City. They're, Frieza's running down the hallway. I don't think I've seen Frieza run ever in yeah. this series. Yeah. <laughs> Like running with like you know thing behind him, but you know Vegeta tosses out all five Dragon Balls from the ship, flies out himself. Frieza slow to realize that oh shit, I left my Dragon Balls un you know unsupervised. Even if they were supervised at this point, there's no one that was gonna stop Vegeta. But he goes back to room, sees his Dragon Ball missing, sees Vegeta's missing, and he is fucking livid. I would not have been surprised if he. If he blew up anything, I wouldn't have been surprised. I'm actually more surprised at the restraint he had of not yeah. killing things immediately. <laughs> but he's like, Zarbon, you better find that motherfucker. And you better find him. And you better... I don't even know if he says kill him, just get back my Dragon Balls. That's it. Get back the Dragon Balls. The and, focus was the you know, Yeah, yeah. Vegeta's just like, yo... Underwater, baby. They can't find me here. Suddenly, I can <laughs> swim. Suddenly, you know, Tom Clancy's, you know, Max Payne, whatever the hell it is. Suddenly, I'm I'm swimming now. And that is, I would say that is a good w- way to kind of, like, end this kind of, like, you know, this perspective from Vegeta's side. Like, it's a lot going on. And it's kind of, this is the peak of, like, this RPG adventure. And it's something that you never really get in Dragon Ball Z. This is why kind of, like, the Namek saga kind of, like, lives on its own because they never really do adventure anymore. It's yeah, kind of, like, right. action, like, all the time. It's and, that, that, like, hey, right now, this is your main character. Now yeah, we're going to... Or you're training to fight the main character. Or yeah. some, you're training to fight this other person as opposed to, like, okay... There's other things going on at hand that help build around the context of the fight. Let's move on to Team Z Warriors. I mean, Team Z Warriors, Krillin. Krillin's like, yo, you flying to see Guru. After five hours, he's flying with, um, he's flying with, uh, what's his name? Dende. Dende. There you go. Um, to go meet Guru. He meets Guru. He meets Nail. Let's talk about Nail for a little bit. Man, so um, great. Like, th- this introduction... God, I really wish he had lived up to the hype of what you feel the first time you see him. 
Because the first thing Krillin says is he looks just like Piccolo. And it's just like, oh, okay, cool. We got another badass Namekian fighter on the planet. Right, and, I mean, right? as far as where we're at right now, we don't know that he's not. But it's just like one of those, like he, his immediate introduction carries some gravity to it. And it's just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like now I don't think all the Namekians on this planet are scrubs. Yeah, essentially that's it, right? Like it's a he's at this point in the series the strongest Namekian ever. It doesn't mm-hmm. last long, but it's you know he's the strongest Namekian of all time, or not even I want to say of all time, eh, probably all time, strongest Namekian up to this point. You meet him, he's very he's very stoic. You can kind of tell from his like kind of the way he carries himself that he carries like he doesn't carry himself like oh what's going on here he's not really frantic. It's like yo. Yeah. Every every step matters. Every move matters. Everything like that. Who is this guy? I can sense that he's good. Bring him in. You get um, the idea. This man's trained his whole life. Yeah, essentially, he ends up being in this entire arc essentially a bodyguard for Guru, which you know, fair. But also, it would have been nice to have another Mechian around. I don't know, just for Piccolo, Piccolo's sake. I think just yeah. for Piccolo to become closer or learn to become closer to Namek before he eventually, I mean, before they fuse, I mean, whether they fuse or not, the fusing is cool. I'm, I don't mind the fusing eventually at the end of the day, because it's something that Namekians can do. And I think it's an end to a means and it's stronger, all this other stuff, but I would have loved to see much more on like an interaction between those two on, you know, just pick a little lands on Namek in the future and does, still agree. doesn't know much more. <laughs> <laughs> still doesn't know much more than he does, or at least it's not told to us that he knows much more than he does than when he le- than he, after he leaves it. Um, that Mimi Guru, who's the guardian of Namek, the lone Namekian who survived the climate shift thing that this nearly destroyed Namek. I yeah. mean, it destroyed everybody else but him. Wow, he is huge and <laughs> and he takes that's up all the I remember as a kid. Damn here. <laughs> I remember just looking as a kid. It's like he's kind. It's kind of like a ripe banana, but like, <laughs> or maybe some other fruit. Yeah, like a very ripe. Obviously, he looks like he's seen better days, but he also it wouldn't surprise me. Yes, of course, if he holds like some sort of gift or power, and he, he does as the guardian. He birthed the entire you know race of Namix up to this point. Like he's he's guru. He just yeah. is. Uh, yeah. He's he, the it's, progenitor. Of, yeah, like you said, like the entire current era of Namek. Like he's the only one who remembers Katas and, and you know, right. any of that era uh, that he exposes about, but like doesn't really, we don't ever see anything about outside of his one flashback. Right. So, well, let me ask you this, because we talked about this on the last episode. Yes. With, um, with, with. The whole Katas, the whole previous dynamic thing. Is there anything that you feel like? Do you feel like it's something that we should necessarily see? Oh, 100%. I, I believe that, especially once you get towards the Cell Saga and they start explaining the whole Super Namek deal, which never gets touched upon ever again, yeah. it would have been great <laughs> for us to get a little bit further on that. Hell, I'll take a movie about Katas over the Lord Slug movie. And I like the Lord Slug movie, but. Come on, which one's going to yeah. be more interesting in the long run, right? One hundred percent. And especially since you know you get some some idea that he had to have been really powerful. I mean, Guru himself says it had to have been a Super Saiyan that killed yeah. Kami. And it, I, my first thought was first, how strong did you think Kami was? And secondly, <laughs> how strong was Katas? You know, right? <laughs> because like. If this is Son of Katas, then if his name carries just that sort of like gravity, yeah. What kind of person were we dealing with then, right? So, right. yeah, I feel like that is one corner of just Dragon Ball lore that if we had gotten a little bit more fleshed out, I think Piccolo would have more respect on his name to to this day. Right. I agree. I agree. It, it adds a lot more, especially considering how much he's used throughout the series, how much things, as a great moments that he has. It would be great if I think a lot of his sentimental moments weren't necessarily all Gohan related. Uh, yes. Just be like, oh, I'm a person on my own. I have my own race. And maybe Gohan learns about his race and all this other stuff and we get, you know, a lot much more open dialogue about things. Um, 
And it's clear like, that at some point they had those kind of conversations because Gohan respects the Namekian culture so much that he wants to dress up as, as it, not just to pay homage to Piccolo, right. but their culture. So clearly there's some lore there that we as the viewers are missing on. Absolutely. Um, so when they fly to Guru, I mean, Guru knows a lot. He tells him about the Super Saiyans. I feel like this is the first mention to Super Saiyans to Krillin. I could be wrong. Unless to Krillin, like, yeah. yeah. And it's Unless the first Vegeta one that's like, like hammering on Brada. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We get the final Dragon Ball. So now, if you're looking at the scoreboard, Vegeta, six. <laughs> Frieza, zero. I mean, legitimately blew a five to one lead. Vegeta, six. Frieza, zero. And now Earthlings, one. So they get the Dragon Ball. And also, in the meantime, Krillin gets his power, his inner potential unlocked, which is a yes. great way to just, you know, a great device to just forego <laughs> all the training yes. that they need to do. All we don't have this- time for you guys to train yeah. here. <laughs> we might as well unlock something within you right. because we don't do that. You're going to be yeah. on Saiyan Saga fighting these cats. Absolutely. And I think even the, I mean, I don't want to say the concept of training is lost, but I think in this arc, because of how much power-ups there are without actual training itself that the concept of it leading to like increased power kind of loses its luster a bit i mean between guru doing the power up here vegeta just having an ability that powers him up same with goku um piccolo fusing with nail and just getting a power from there it's becoming they're like okay we obviously need different devices to figure out how to get these people stronger yeah um it's lit uh, Krillin, <laughs> Krillin flies off 100% with the Dragon Ball. He's like, yo, I can't believe my power. Like I get the, he's got it. You know, I get the blue thing around my flying thing. Now I can, you know, fly around faster and I'm going to get back to those guys in no time. And meanwhile, as he's flying back, um, Gohan notices that one Dragon Ball that Vegeta just kind of left. Yep. I don't know if they're looking at the radar and just seeing like, if you just see like one Dragon Ball flying across the earth, two Dragon Balls flying across the earth, it's like, wow, these. I'm looking at the radar and someone's just tossing these Dragon Balls like halfway across the thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, suddenly they just all started going one by one. It's pretty weird. <laughs> um, But with that said, Gohan, he takes a trip over to that village. He sees it. He sees the destruction. This was a lot for a five year old. Yeah. He sees the destruction. The murder of an entire village, but he manages to go down and he finds the Dragon Ball. It is, I love it, the four star Dragon Ball. Yes. Of course. Very appropriate. Um, very, very appropriate. It's the four star Dragon Ball. Uh, and he begins his venture back. But now we got to, you know, slide back. Here's where things start coming in across and all this stuff starts intersecting a little bit. Krillin makes it back to Bomb. He's like, where's Gohan? He's like, oh, we found another Dragon Ball. Oh, that's great because I have a Dragon Ball too. We'll have two Dragon Balls. That'll be awesome. Um, no one's going to come after us. And not realizing, he says this line in, in the W. He's like, yo, I was so caught up with my power up that I did not notice that people were following me. I was like, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, really? You were just like gassed up on like your whole idea of finally I'm strong. Finally. (laughs) 28,000. Wow. (laughs) Like, or something along those lines. Um, Not realizing like Vegeta's following him. Zarbon's following Vegeta. All this other stuff. So he leads him right there, and we get, you know, Vegeta is like, yo, hand over the ball. First of all, Vegeta discovering that they're on the planet is just a nice little. I like that it took a little bit longer. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't like the first episode, like, oh, okay, yeah, here. Um, but I like that it took a little bit longer to discover it. I thought it was a nice touch. Krillin eventually, I mean, he lands, Vegeta lands, Vegeta wants to Dragon Ball, he says, hand it over. Zarbon comes over, is like, yo fuck you like <laughs> seriously who told seriously. you you man yeah <laughs> seriously where are the five dragon balls you stole from uh, from us and it's like yo if you want it you got to fight but just know i'm stronger cuz i almost died so it's a we get zarbon versus vegeta too it's not much of a fight i think most not of these things aren't much of a fight but he that does same do the transformation major <laughs> man yes. it put 100%. vegeta on on that next level 
Absolutely. And he gets that boost, fights back and forth with Zarbon, mercs Zarbon in completely ruthless fashion. Just one of the most unforgettable, kind of cool, but it was like, oh, blast of the stomach, blows entire insides out. I was like, wow. Um, Just crazy. And so Zarbon's out of the equation. Vegeta's like, yo, run that shit. Run that Dragon Ball. Give me that. Like, yeah. I'm about to. I'm, this is my. This is my arc. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, everything. yo, you see this what I did me. to him, and he has a form. Okay, <laughs> yeah. give me that. <laughs> I admire Krillin for just being like, okay, you know, you're gonna have to like take it from me, and then Vegeta's like, I will kill you, and then he's like, you know what, just take the Dragon Ball. It's not really worth it at this point. Like. It's not worth to die on a planet where no one really knows me and like I'm far away from my friends and family, all this other stuff. He gives up the Dragon Ball nonetheless. And Vegeta meets with Gohan somewhere in the middle. They're intersecting. Gohan, smart. Smart kid. Always been a smart kid. But I think it's more so smart based out of survival than actual, like. Yeah, you're sure right. Because it was yeah. one of those things where he's like, I got to think quick. Because if, if I let him know that this thing helps me find those, he's going to just jack me for it right now. Right? Yeah. So rather than, you know, make this any worse, he's just like, um, man, look, I'm on a whole new planet. I don't know what time it is. <laughs> I just right. have this watch right. to help me track a time. Absolutely. I mean, worst case scenario, Vegeta found out he would have had to destroy it, which is legitimately... Yeah. It would have it would have sucked for everyone involved. You know, Yaiza, he says, yo, this is the watch. Vegeta and Co- Gohan have this little conversation, a little saying to saying, you know, a little heart to heart, a little saying to saying. He's like, yo, is your father here? <laughs> like, is your yeah. dad here? Like, I want to see if I could beat him up now. He's like, no, I haven't seen my dad in forever. I don't even know my dad. Went out for milk. Never saw him again. <laughs> um, and he was like, listen, me and you, last two Saiyans. It's just us, baby. Yeah, it's just <laughs> us. Listen, if you weren't Saiyan, if you were some other bow-headed kid, I would have killed you. But since you're a Saiyan, I'm going to let you live. Boy, it's it's Vegeta's entire... It's his ego, I think, that's swelled up to the point where he's just now... Like, even the tiny stuff... Yeah, he's just overlooking because it's like, okay, when he's focused on the goal of getting all the Dragon Balls, he's like, yo, he doesn't even have a Dragon Ball. But he's like, not even to the point where he's like, even saying like, oh, these kids are after the Dragon Ball too. They could possibly thwart my plans. He doesn't consider it one bit. Like, I don't think he ever even realized like, why are you here? You know what I mean? Just one of those. (laughs) Oh, you're here too. Okay, so fuck that. Where's my Dragon Balls? Right. He goes over, he sits, he's like, yo, he goes over to the village. He's like, hmm, look at that. I did that. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Goes searches on the water, can't find the Dragon Ball. Another great Vegeta moment. Just another, I think in any dub, it just sounds fucking amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And and I, I really envy you, man, like having watched like both dubs, because I remember I saw this scene when he's flying away and I immediately had flashbacks to the first time I saw it. Oh yeah. Like the initial, the initial kind of dub with the, it's just, I don't think it's some Sabbath's voice. No, Um, not at all. It's not. So there's this like, it's more like, yeah, it's a little bit more like, I don't even know if it's harsher. It's just a little bit. It's like a tiny bit less manlier, a little bit more wormier on the side. Yeah. It's not like it's totally. Yeah. It's like, like it's you know, it's ty- that type of thing. There's my dragon and, ball, like that kind of. Yeah, thing. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and he shoots out of the water and can't believe it. He flies back to where they were, and they're gone because duh. Why would? <laughs> Why would know where we're at? Yeah, he's gone, and he's just livid. Vegeta's livid. He's just like, and then he takes a step back a bit. He's like, "Listen, I've got six of these motherfuckers. If they want to make a wish, they gotta find me. Yeah, I'll find them eventually. But if they want to make a wish, they gotta find me. And I mean, it's one hundred percent right. Guru, I mean, Gohan decides. Okay, I mean, the Krillin tells him like, "Yo, this guy, this Guru guy, he's like giving out power ups. Like, yo, you need to." Check him out, like yo, 
Um, they fly over to Guru, leave Bulma alone. We'll get into the little like Bulma adventure thing. Uh, like, <laughs> yes. Her big I have day a out. specific section. Of, yeah, I have a big specific session of like Goku, dead people, Bulma, etc. <laughs> like all the miscellaneous yeah. things that happen on this arc. Um, Earthlings, I guess. Um, and he goes to Guru, goes to Guru, meets Guru. Everyone's happy. He was like, oh, I sense, you know, great power within this child. And he was like, that's awesome. I need this power because Vegeta is showing up right now. <laughs> like, Vegeta is right outside. And sure enough, Vegeta pulls up. And he pulls up in front of Krillin. Um, he flies over to the Namek. He's like, yo, that must be where the last Dragon Ball is. He flies over. There's a nice interaction between Vegeta and Nail. Yes. Which I would have liked to see more of. Just because we never really get to see like a competitive nail type of thing. I mean, I don't know Vegeta. I don't know how much it would have like hurt his ego to get like kind of like slapped by a Namekian. Yeah, especially considering how, how he just he was like, hey, "Listen, you guys are just all fodder, right?" So yeah, <laughs> that would have been a nice little tangle, right? If Nail had just yeah. like not necessarily beat him down, but just like give him the one too, right? Like, hey, listen, yeah. I'm not the one you want to fuck with, man. Yeah, 100%. Listen, we aren't all, listen, pushovers, you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. a Namekian here or two or three, but that's probably it. Um, yeah, and I fused <laughs> with them earlier. <laughs> yeah. I fused with a couple buddies earlier. We can get this yeah. cracking. That would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. That would have been so great. Uh, but nonetheless, Gohan gets to power up, and he steps out the building. He steps out like he's like, you know, like post-workout. You got a little bit of swole yes. on. Yes, I love Vegeta's reaction before he steps out too, right? Because he's like, I feel a great power. Oh, yes, it's Goku. It's time for round two. And then out steps Gohan. He's like, what the fuck? (laughs) What is this? (laughs) Yo, who's this kid? The kid with the watch. Nice little power boost. You still can't fight me, a trained warrior. Yeah, like, but nonetheless, you know, they pull up. I mean, Gohan's ready to scrap. I'm sure Krillin will show up and scrap as well. He's like, yo, round two, we getting it on? Like, listen, we, you know, on Earth, we whoop that ass. Yeah. We get another one. You listen, planets don't matter. <laughs> it could be any planet, any time. Yeah. Whoop that ass. Um, and they're ready to get it on until Vegeta, or no, I think it's, I'm not sure if it's Vegeta or Guru who first senses it, but nonetheless, yes. they sense Guru senses five. a great power on the way. Yeah, he's like, and there are multiple of them. And Vegeta, I guess, sensing that there are five of them and knowing the entire structure of Frieza's thing and knowing Frieza, he just destroyed the Doria and Zarbon yeah. and Frieza is kind of left alone with, like, the help um, <laughs> that the Ginyus are coming. And I love, first of all, I guess putting over the Ginyus and just like, yo, the Ginyus are coming. Like, they're there. Yeah. Put over um, the first kind of introduced with the silhouettes thing, and I love it. Like, okay, they're going into their battleships, and they're and 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 you just can sense that they're you know they mean something. They're Frieza's secret society of badasses yeah. who show up and fuck shit up on planets, and they leave it quiet. They don't make no noise. You really don't know about the Ginyu Force unless you know about the Ginyu Force. And it's one of those things where, like, it instills that fear, right? Like, this is the first Mm -hmm. time you ever see Vegeta shook to something that's not an immediate in his face threat. You know, he's like, hey, yo, listen, listen, Uh, these guys are on the way. Y'all better get this Dragon Ball to me right now or else we ain't going to stand a chance, man. Yeah, you better, like, we got to hurry this up. Like, Yeah, that boy started having a panic attack. And then Team Vegeta and Team Z Warriors... I mean, they merge. It's a temp, you know. I don't even know if it's temporary. It's kind of like for the rest of the series at this point. Yeah, yeah. At this point. <laughs> Besides Vegeta being an asshole at various points, and then I guess the kids being an asshole back, kind of just stealing the Dragon Balls while he's sleeping. Yeah. Um, you know, form a truce temporarily, so hopefully everyone gets what they want. You know what's so crazy? I still don't think any of them realize they get three wishes. <laughs> yeah, they, they have no idea that. It, it, it's just one of those things where, like, listen, I just need to make the wish. Yeah, the wish. And that is it. Like, 
it, it makes me wonder if any of them got the wishes, like what else they would have asked for. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if they um, if, if they had somehow been able to crack it and get through, right? Like, what would Frieza have wanted past immortality? What would Vegeta mm-hmm. have wanted past invincibility? Right? Like, I could see Frieza attempting to destroy the dragon. Yeah, <laughs> on some on some King Piccolo shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Let's it's make it like, so no one else. Death beam. Yeah. No no other pesky Namekians or, or Saiyans will ever uh, threaten me at this point. Now I'm invincible. So there's that. Um, that is where we're going to end it for now on this sort of plane. The Ginyu Force have landed. They have done their necessary poses. Frieza has blushed accordingly. <laughs> um, and that is where, you know... Yeah, that's where we're going to end it. Um, let's check in on Goku and the dead people and the Earthlings and Bulma a little bit. Okay, so Goku, this is a continued trope. Wherever yeah. there's trouble, Goku isn't there until it's time to put out the trouble. Um, Goku's still floating through space. He gets in touch with the four bozos that made it on Snake Way. Uh, King Kai warns Goku about Frieza. He says, you cannot anger Frieza. His wrath will follow you to the end of the universe. And, and I love how he even finds out, right? Because Goku just, he just nonchalantly says, yeah, so uh, Krillin and the kid told me that there are some <laughs> other guys on the planet. And like, I don't know what that's about. And then King Kai's like, hold on, wait, let me point my antenna over there oh shit hey man say look i know you on the way but maybe you might just want to turn around yeah it's like listen you cannot fuck with frieza and and it and it's weird it kind of makes me question like king kai's role in you like what his real role is if he's that deathly afraid of frieza i'm sure frieza could kill him absolutely i'm like sure unless it's like king kai has some like techniques and stuff i mean you know Maker of the KO Ken, he's got to have some techniques he can teach Goku or something along those lines. Um, Seriously, you would think that he he can use it, right? But yeah, yeah, but maybe, but it makes me wonder. Five times two is still ten, so yeah, you know I mean? depends on absolutely. Um, but you know, it, he's very like, oh wow, you should not mess with Frieza. Like yeah. you cannot anger Frieza, and Goku's like, you sure? Because like. <laughs> I fought guys before, and it's you know I've been fighting guys my entire life. Like I think you know this Frieza guy, he seems like he's got a high power level. You know me, I love a good power level with the person I'm fighting. And 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 Piccolo steps in, and he's like, "Yo, go ahead and kick his ass, man." And it's like, <laughs> all right, yeah, we Goku. I mean, at this point, he didn't know he was going there to fight Frieza. I think he just sensed Vegeta was there, but now I think he's. He's got a mission. He at least wants to. I think even if they were like he got to Namek and they already had the Dragon Balls, they made the wish and barred everyone back, he would still be like, "But we're freeze it all." Yeah. <laughs> um, listen, man. Uh, real fun that I got here quick. That Frieza cat though, I'm trying yeah. to fight him right now. Point me in his direction. Where is he at? I never mind. I'll sense him. Um. <laughs> uh. Dead dead people alert. Um, Piccolo refuses to participate in the games on King Kai's planet. He refuses to catch the monkey. He refuses to hit the bug. He refuses to do any sort of thing that involves Yamcha Tien and Chaozu. Fair enough. Um, however, he decides, oh, these scrubs, they wish they could be me. Let's yeah. go a one-on-three. I love this little exchange just because Piccolo dunks Chaozu into the land. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tien's immediate reaction is like, "Oh my God, no, he's dead!" <laughs> Not again, no. <laughs> um, like he's like, "Listen, he's already dead." Like, relax. But I love the whole like. I mean, Yamcha gets a hit in. Tien gets a hit in. Tien, I'm favorite with getting a hit in. Yamcha gets yeah. a hit in. It's, it's egregious. <laughs> like, I was yeah, just like, "All right, not true." Chaozu using like Thunderbolt or whatever the hell he's using to like. <laughs> get him down it's 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 obvious that they're proving like okay this training is working maybe they're not such scrubs after all yeah but eventually yes they're still scrubs um space magnetic storm accidentally shifts goku's training from 50 times gravity to 100 times gravity and he's having a tough time i'm not sure i mean i guess doing sit-ups upside down in like 50 cent fashion 
it consists consists of tra- it's like training, but <laughs> especially for Goku, who you know, yeah. his, he's had so many other forms of training. An ab workout at a hundred times gravity. I mean, listen, right. I don't want to try it, but I don't know how yeah. much training that would really be for the man. Like we're all right. So me and you, we're active in the gym. Um, yes, sir. I don't know how much my power level goes up if I'm training or, <laughs> or like anything. I, I feel like it, but I don't know how much it goes up. But to think that you could train and just do some sit-ups at various times gravity and you, I guess you would become stronger. Shit, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be honest, I, I need a gravity room now <laughs> because if, if, like, if it works as like, hey, the harder the earth is pulling down on you, the the stronger you're going to get. Well, damn, man. Like. <laughs> Give me a couple of I mean, days. This is true. I mean, we come up with a, we sell a whole bunch of things on that. Sell a gravity room and all the other stuff, make a ton of money. I oh, yeah. To someone in Hollywood and be like, yo, listen, these all the new Hollywood people do. They train it under four times gravity. Just normal shit. Just like, <laughs> um, for some reason, Dr. Brief can access the computer that says, yes, it's switching, but cannot access it enough to shut it off internally. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I can completely see what's going on, but yeah, uh, the the manual control button it's broke. It's just, I don't know yeah. why. I maybe I didn't even build it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was part of. It was supposed to come with the cappuccino machine, but you just had to fly <laughs> off before he he's made uh, sure that it, man had beer, but he was not gonna help that man if he <laughs> left the planet. <laughs> Goku shreds his hands dislocate i feel like both of his shoulders just trying to you know just take it down like it's a tough goal for him like it's a i like i like the little filler um i probably didn't like it watching as a kid but i'm like okay can we get can we get more to fighting can we get that yeah because these are the type of things like it's like one of those filler things like okay it's this one is 75% of the episode and the other 25% is like advancing. So I probably as a kid was like, damn, get the shit off. But, you know, I can appreciate it as I'm older. At least um, this part of the filler. Yes. Because yeah, it, yeah. this is the one of the few times where we see something that quantifies their increase in strength. Right. It's right. not just like, hey, I go to this room for two days. And when I walk out, it's two years later. One hundred percent. Goku's having a tough time, but he manages to do it despite b- dislocating both of his shoulders and cutting up his arms and just takes a sense of being. And he's like, yo, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back, baby. Damn. Um, great power up. Got to keep doing it. Now I got to train at 100 times gravity since I almost died at 100 times gravity. Now yeah. I have to master 100 times gravity. Um, and then I think the final little bit of filler is Bulma's Crab Adventures. Oh, Bulma. Man, that episode... That was really hilarious to me because I even made sure, like, hang on, let me go read the manga right quick and see mm-hmm. if this, if any of this is important. That whole episode is 80% subplot, 20% actual plot. Like, it, <laughs> it, I was reading the chapter and it literally is like Gohan and Krillin are flying out and they're like, hey, yo, let's hurry up and get there. And then Vegeta's like, oh, there they are. And those are the only scenes from that episode that are real. Like the whole wow. They clearly needed a padding week. 100%. And, and, you know, I guess they needed, I guess they felt like they needed to give Bulma something to do. I mean, fair yeah. enough. She's, yeah, she sat absolutely. there. She sat there for incredibly long. That's where she's there to watch Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball floats off the earth. She tries to go down to find it using her special tools that she brought that she never gets to use, but she just brought. Ever again. Um, Find giant crab, manages to save it from the crab. Then two Frieza fighters show up. They're like, yo, give me the Dragon Ball. And she's like, oh, it's down here by the crab. And <laughs> they get messed up by the crab. And it's just, you know, it's a tough day for Bulma. But a Bulma adventure nonetheless. I am I can appreciate it now I'm older, now that I'm older. But yeah. then I definitely didn't want to see it at all. I, oh yeah, I no, it, I didn't. I, I wasn't trying to see anything that Blueberry and Raspberry were up to. Like it was just like, okay, all right. <laughs> clearly, somebody had to come over here and give Bulma some trouble. But they could have just as easily had a scene where the Dragon Ball fell into the water. She saw a squid. She came back up with it, and I would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, 
I would have been 100% fine with that. Um, all right. That has been it for this episode. And ladies and gentlemen, if you have not noticed, Jeff is not a, <laughs> is no longer here. Um, vet issues, all this other stuff like that, you know, going through stuff with this new pet. I'll let him talk about it, I guess, in the next episode. But I want to thank you, Jay, for being essentially co-host for quite a bit of this episode. Didn't oh, know man. that you had to blessing. do it. But you're here, and I appreciate you being here. Um, just where can they follow you and, you know, hit you up about anime and stuff? Absolutely, yeah. Like you said earlier, uh, Twitter and Instagram, Dion Brando. Um, be on the lookout for some Twitch stuff coming soon. I, I, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but I've got some really exciting stuff with just, like, anime game streams, tokusatsu being Kamen Rider and Super Sentai stuff, if you're into that. Um, we might do some ca- anime karaoke streams. Like you never know what to expect, but it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, that that sounds amazing, man. Make sure you follow him because just listen. We know I knew that we wanted you on this podcast for quite some time, and we was just waiting for the right moment. I was like, listen, this is it. This is it. Um, but thank you once again. Um, want to say give a shout out. Thank to you Jeff for inviting me. Wishes. No problem. Oh, yeah. Hope this puppy gets well soon. Yeah, yeah. Hope it gets well soon. We'll talk about it on the next episode. We'll talk about it next week, but thank you for holding it down. Um, you can, of course, follow The Lookout at The Lookout RNC on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram as well. Make sure you, you know, like, subscribe us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, now on Amazon Music. Amazon got a podcast thing. We're there now. You can follow Ooh, the smart URL link. Yeah, that'd be that we put up there. Everything is sort of updated. You can hit us up on YouTube. We got our new Mount Silver episodes and even our Mount Silver thing. It's no longer Halloween, but we still got the creepiest Pokedex entries that we just put up on YouTube. So you guys can definitely listen to that and hit us subscribe and show some love on that. Um, but yeah, man, this is we're gonna keep doing this from week to week. This week we got um Big Eyes, you should have listened to that already. If not, you can definitely listen to it after this podcast. I'm sure they're talking about My Hero this week, um, which if you read anything on the spoilers, I'm saying this because we were – I'm saying this because we were – right now. It likely, yeah, likely we were recording this before actually Big Eyes is actually recorded. But big stuff happened. We're ending yeah. the near of an arc. We're ending the arc, which I'm fine with, and I'm, you know – ready to have a big conversation about this arc and kind of revisit it and decide how I truly feel about it. Um, we also got Showdown. Showdown this week. I got to give, let's see. I got a preview for Jeff. I'm trying to see what the second episode is. He definitely I love that first it. episode, by the way. I am locked oh. in. That stuff was amazing. Beautiful, beautiful. He um He posted it. Okay, so episode two. Episode two, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It's Father versus Edward. Ooh. They're going over that battle. So make sure you stay tuned. It comes out tomorrow on Wednesday. So make sure you stay tuned to that. And listen, just subscribe to The Lookout. All this content, it's all here for you. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing. Keep subscribing. Keep rating. Keep all that. And we will see you guys next time. Take care. Take care.